With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Can you hear me? I can now. Is there an issue? Yeah, and I, I'm plugged in cable by accident. On the show today, we play the Bodass Movement Rumor Meal, and the quarter season grades are handed out to the teams, as well as your stat of the week and much more. But first, I need to hand the mic over to a man. A man that if he attended Hogwarts, he would have banged Hermione Granger and slitherined her Dumbledores a few times. Penis Erectus! That man is David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax. For the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Goldie, aka Coldosaurus Rex. Just out here trying to gather up all the Formula One scuttlebutt to share with you today, but I need to urgently have a chat with you, my Ferme. It's going missing. Please, if you see it, we'll park it on up in there as it is. The Park It In My Ferme Show, the F1 show, talking all the news, opinions, discussion, results, previews, love triangles, and more of Formula One. And what a show we have for you today. Episode 46 coming at you. But don't cry if you've missed the rest. They are all in one spot at the parkitinmyferme.com website, the best website on the internet. You can download all the episodes there. Better yet, you don't want to miss out on the upcoming episodes, especially all, well, especially as we go through the back, uh, to back, uh, to back, triple header. So much header, they're calling it Jenna Jamison. So make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device right now so you never miss out on one 
get to hear my smooth, sexy sounds twice a week. You want more? You want more? I don't blame you. I have socials. Add Parker to my family on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, also on Patreon if you want to support the show. Links in the description. But what are we going to talk about tonight? We are going to jump right into it and talk about Bodas rumor meals. Where will Valtteri Bodas end up? And school is in session as Professor Cordy gets out his ruler and is ready to grade all the teams on how they are going this year so far. Letter grading time. Look, we usually jump into the news, but there isn't really anything to cover. The F1 world is having a little bit of a nap as it ramps up for the triple header. So let's just get straight into it. Well, actually, sorry, before we do any of that, um, I do need to mention that Pirelli have come out and said that they definitely think it was debris that caused damage to those tyres and not a default in the tyres. So I'm going to call bullshit on that, and I think Pirelli fucked up. I think they really did. But anyway, that's all the news we're going to be talking about. So, all right, let's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, the world is in a dark, dark place at the moment. Let's start celebrating the little things. Start playing the sound bites that make us all smile. Playing some good-hearted, nice radio messages that hit us in the feels. And why not start with the smoothest operator of them all? One half of the wet dream that is at Ferrari, Mr. Carlos Sainz. Proper quality. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, great job. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. <laughs> Such a smooth operator. That boy is so, so smooth. I've used the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's a very popular saying, everyone's heard it, but when it comes to Mercedes, there hasn't been too much broken for the past seven years. They have won the Constructors' Championship each season, and by huge margins as well. It hasn't really been close, and the transition from Rosberg to Bottas was smooth. Hamilton was happy and dominating, so everyone and everything was looking good. But we used the elevator analogy last episode, Marketingmyfermate.com if you've missed it. This time we are going with the glass table analogy. And the weight and expectations are so great on that table that we are starting to see some cracks. The table's not supporting what the team anymore. And Toto isn't the kind of guy to sit back and allow something to break. So, now that the rumours of Bottas coming into... Uh, that Russell coming into Mercedes' car mid-season are getting louder and louder. I can barely hear anything because of it. We need to talk about not only where Bottas is going, all right, but what's the likelihood of what team he'll end up. So let's not look at will they want, won't they? Like a Ron Weasley, Hermione Granger, PS, with the magic stuff going on, I, I bet their orgasms are super intense. I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter films, and there is no way in hell that those three kids aren't expelled or the school is shut down itself. Also, they don't seem to learn normal maths or science or English. So are their math skills the skills of an 11-year-old? Also, why is Hagrid hanging out with the kids so much? I'm going to say, Hagrid's a bit of a diddler. Also, how do the point systems in the houses work? The kids fuck up everything, and then it's all, all of a sudden it's 10 points to Gryffindor. Oh, that's my rant. Oh, but one other thing. If Voldemort couldn't use his wand to kill Harry as a baby, why wouldn't he just wrap the baby up in a cloth and punt the baby 30 yards out the fucking window? Kill it that way. 
Oh, but back to Bottas. Back to Bottas. What is going to happen to him after his departure from Mercedes? Let's look at what so what team his driving and experience would be best suited for. Or is it a case of Valtteri's time in F1 might be done? So what are we going to do now? Let's go through each team and see what the likelihood is that he will end up there. I'll give it a score out of five. And we're going to start doing it, of course, in alphabetical order. That's just how we roll here. A's through Z's, baby. And we're going to go with Alpha Romeo. Now, I don't think this is as far-fetched as everyone is thinking. Kimi is older and treating it like a hobby, as he said many times. The car is super reliable. Being a Ferrari sister team, they are bringing in someone with a wealth of Mercedes knowledge, if they bring Bottas in, to share with them. That is going to go into the car. However, when there is a good chance that they can snatch Mick Schumacher away from Haas, and Mick is desperately looking for an out there. So that would be the main issue. So would would, would uh, Alfa Romeo be the right fit for Valtteri Bottas? It would be shame if Kimi left, but eventually it's going to have to happen. So out of five, I'm giving that one a three out of five. Look, there's a chance it could happen. It, there is a chance it could happen, more likely than a lot of the others, but... I don't know. I still think there's too much doubt. Moving on, Alpha Towering. Now, probably not that likely. The team are solid. The car is going very well, and there are so many young Red Bull drivers that it doesn't make much sense to take the investment they made into them and just get rid of it for an ex-Mercedes employee. More likely to go here than Red Bull, though, because I think Christian Horner would love to steal as many Mercedes staff as humanly possible, and Valtteri Bottas is Mercedes staff. But because Red Bull have a trillion youth drivers, why give all that away for Valtteri Bottas? Why not take a punt on one of them? Trust your instincts. Let's see if you can put one of them in the seat. So that's what I'm saying, Alpha Tauri. This one I'm giving a two out of five. I don't think it's that likely as well um, as as well to happen. Alpine though. Okay. All right. Now let's uh. Let's think about that one for a second. Esteban Ocon is someone Alpine seems to like, whereas Fernando Alonso, although under contract, is not that invested in it. And I could see him and the team parting ways before the contract expires. This is one situation I can actually see this happening. Bringing in someone with a wealth of knowledge to replace Alonso, to guide and push Ocon, and the pressure of the drive won't be on him like it was, like it is currently. I actually quite, I like this one quite a bit. I think Bottas going to Alpine is a really good fit. Yes, he's not going to be able to replace Alonso's knowledge. Alonso's a two-time world champ. But could he teach Ocon a thing or two? Of course. Is that car looking all right? Yeah, it's not a it's not a Williams. It's not a Haas. So I think it is. I think it is a quite a good fit where Bottas can still do some damage. He's still going to be in the same points region because he's struggling in that Mercedes right now. It's a half-decent move. I'm giving that a likelihood of a four out of five. Aston Martin, it ain't happening. Stroll has a seat there permanently. Daddy bought the team. Like, Daddy won't allow Stroll to leave. Seb's who they wanted to bring in, and he is doing very well. Podiumed in Baku. Great drive in Monaco as well. And it's a win-win for Aston Martin. Think about it. If Seb does well, you know then of course they pay big money for Seb. Seb comes in, do, does well, four-time world champ. Looks good, helps the team out, helps them progress. If Seb does poorly, you know, then daddy can say to Stroll, look, my son's amazing. He beat a four-time world champ in a like-for-like -like car. 
So, you know, it's sort of win-win. And right now, Seb's doing quite well. Stroll's actually doing pretty well himself. Um, so I can't see that happening. Likelihood zero out of five. I'm not even going to give it a one. Ferrari, not going to happen either. Carlos Sainz and Leclerc, or Leclerc, whatever his name is, are their boys. They are very handsome. They are doing surprisingly well. Ferrari are on the up and up after a disastrous 2020 season, so they won't tamper with the team at all. Not going to happen. One out of five. I'm giving it just a one. Because, you know, Ferrari do Ferrari things sometimes. Haas, look, Mazepin ain't moving anywhere. Daddy has him covered. So it would all be about Mick leaving the team. But Mick is going to try desperately to get the hell out of there. I, it's just it's just going to happen. I think Gunter knows it. It's hard to be Nikita's teammate when you can't curse him out because his dad knows what the hell is going on. His dad is listening to everything. His dad is going to own the team shortly. So you can't really curse out the son of the guy who owns the team. So the only thing that Mick can really do is just get those laps in Get that experience up and try and leave as soon as possible. And, I, and so if Mick leaves and goes to Alfa Romeo or even Ferrari, probably not. I think it's just Alfa. Then Bottas is a chance to step into that role. But again, a team like Haas, you want people in that seat that just just to get a taste of F1. Not an experienced driver you won't that you just won't bring up. Like you bring back up to the main team to compete for a championship. So like if Bottas went to Haas, it would be going to Haas to win which isn't going to happen because you're not going to go to Haas and then you know Ferrari are keeping an eye on you oh well Bottas is doing okay down there in Haas let's bring him all the way up no 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 so if he goes to Haas it's going to Haas to, to like Kimi went to Alpha going there to help the team sort of build around him and start you know mentoring the second driver so I don't think that's going to happen. Likelihood that he goes to Haas. Two out of five. I'll give that a two just because they will have a seat open when Mick finally is able to escape the prison that is Haas at the moment. McLaren, nah, not going to happen. Norris is crushing it in that car. Danny Rick, they have invested in. They've invested in both. Long-term contracts. And Bottas is not better than any either of those drivers. I think they are both on long-term deals. Anyway, just not going to happen. Zero out of five. Moving on to Red Bull. Yes, I know you keen listeners will have noticed that I missed out a certain team, but I'll bring them around at the end. Red Bull, again, very, very unlikely. I'm not going to say zero out of five for Red Bull, though, but they've got a fairly solid team. They are in first place in the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. They have been reliable this season. See, last year, the races where Max didn't podium or didn't score points were the races where reliability on the Red Bull came into it or crashes happened that weren't Max's fault not one of the DNFs last year for Max was his fault I did a whole piece on it earlier on so <laughs> reliability has been sorted um, and there are a squillion reserve and young drivers to be called up if needed however Christian Horner he has a bit of a hard on for any Mercedes staff. And Bottas is Mercedes staff. So do I think that it will happen? Nah. But stranger things have happened in F1 for sure. Do I like to ask these rhetorical questions? Yeah. You betcha. But it ain't going to happen. I know Sergio is an old fart. But he just won a race and looks to have a great handle on that Red Bull number two seat. I mean, is it? do we seriously have a Red Bull number two driver that knows what he's doing now? Likelihood one out of five. 
All right, last team alphabetically will be Williams. Okay. So now we're talking. Latifi is there, another daddy's boy with more cash than he knows what to do with. And George Russell, although he is the going child, he will most likely be the one replacing Bottas in the Mercedes seat. So this is a spot I can see Bottas going to. And it comes down to the choice of whether or not Williams want to just coast with Latifi and Bottas, never looking to push for some points, just sitting back and making up the numbers, competing with Haas and Alfa Romeo. Bottas is now 31 years old. Do Williams want to bring in someone and give them the opportunity? Or do we just sit back and wait for 2022 when the regulations change and make a sensible decision then? Fuck no. Let's do it all now. Throw the shit against the wall and see what sticks. If Bottas leaves Mercedes, I think this is the best spot he ends up in. Likelihood that it will happen though? Four and a half out of five. I'm saying it is very likely. Not a certainty. It is very likely that this is the spot he'll end up in. 31 though. They could just kick him to the curb. And last, Mercedes. What are the odds that he stays where he is? If you asked me two races ago, I'd say 100% at least for the year. The team are strong in first place and nothing is broken. But without scoring a point in his last two races, he isn't looking that great at the moment. No, 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 no. Now, I know that one of the incidences was not his fault. Pit crew fucked him over in Monaco. But a P12 in Baku? Really? When your teammate was competing for the lead? Now, the same can be said about Monaco, though. Bottas found pace where Hamilton couldn't. He couldn't even get past Gasly. But frustrations are starting to build, and we all know that Bottas won't compete for the world title ever, which is what Lewis wants. But Lewis and the Mercedes still want him to be up there to assist with strategy and team orders. So the likelihood that he still remains at Mercedes, I'm going to say four out of five. Definitely through to the end of the year. So we'll all come down to this triple header. The back. Uh, to back. Uh, to back like Jordan 96, 97, 98. Woo. Yeah, baby. If he has a horrible French GP at the Jean-Luc Picard circuit, live long and prosper, and he doesn't go boldly where no man has gone before, P1 or P2, then he is done. By the way, can we just F off the French GP? It is the worst Grand Prix. Like, you know how we always talk about, oh, Monaco's so boring, no overtakes, no yellow flags. That will still be more interesting than this. This is going to be horrendous. And I hope I'm wrong. I do. First of all, get rid of the blue squiggly lines on the side of the track. That does my head in. But yeah, this, what is it? Paul Ricard circuit. Oh my God. Get rid of it. Anyway, back to Bottas. His results for the season so far. P3 retired. P3, P3 retired. P12. More cracks showing at the Mercedes and a plumber's convention. I actually really like Valtteri Bottas. I want him to succeed. But right now, he is that friend of yours in a toxic relationship. Getting screwed over. Stepped on. Treated like shit. You can do better, girl. You don't need to be treated like that. You don't need a man. Kick his ass to the curb. I was going to play a funny Bottas audio, but... The only one I could think of was him calling the Mercedes a lawnmower last year after fucking people over and qualifying and doing a Leclerc and causing a flag on his final lap. Or him calling Russell a bit of a cunt in Imola. The Finns aren't that funny. But then 
then again, I thought, no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just this fit. Let's take a listen to the top three Kimmy calls for the season. Starting off number three, connect the damn fucking drink for this man. How many times does he need to ask? Okay, Kimmy, that's the checkered flag. Well done. I think it's the best we could do today. He did a good race, so we need more charge. Maximum fuel saving, please. And pick up Robert. Yeah, one thing. Again, the drink pipe came loose from the formation line. And this bit behind my back, the whole race, that filter, so I don't know how it's been so difficult to put it connected correctly. Okay, copy that. I will have a chat with the guys, see what happens. Number two, the man can see everything, so you don't need to let him know again. Fucking hell. Oh, yellow, where you are. Watch, yeah, watch what they bring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got sprayed with all kind of. It's gonna be. Okay, Kimi, your safety car window is closed. Safety car, Odyssey, and work on your brakes and tires. And there is a lot of debris on the track. I know, because it's just happened. I know. I know. My car is full of. Oh no. We are checking the tire. Okay, well, I'm with you. Don't worry, we're checking. And number one. Iceman will let you know what's going on. You, you say you, you say you can't hear him, but yet you answer his questions. Can you hear me? Or not? Yeah. Can you hear me, Kimi? Radio check. Radio check. If you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, Kimi. Box, box. If you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No. Negative. Negative. I can't hear you. But I can hear you now. Yeah. Box, box. If you can hear me. Still no, I can't hear you. Can hear no, negative. But you answer still. If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear. I hear you. Okay. But now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Charles Leclerc has scored as many goals as Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus' stadium this month. Think about that. But the counter-argument to that is Cristiano has finished as many races as Charles Leclerc at Monaco in the last four years. Yep. I am a stat man. Bada bada bee, ba 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 He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. It, it wasn't. Yeah, such a good stat. I'm sorry, guys. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is grading time. School is in session. Professor Caldy is up the front of the class. Hey, I see you back there. What, you passing notes? You passing notes? Stop it. Stop it right now. I'm going to hand out some grades. 
We're going to be grading all the teams based on how their season is going so far. Alphabetical order because that's just how we do it, baby. All right, let's start off with Alpha Romeo now. I like what they're doing. All right, I, d I don't feel they're, they're really coasting, Alpha Romeo. They're the, they're the person in the class that's just sort of sitting back, doing the bare minimum to pass. But they're not failing anything. They're sort of just, they're there. You know, at the end of the race, they're there around the points. Oh, they're there hovering around 10th. You know, Kimi and Racing Car Jesus are doing their thing. So I'm going to give them the most mediocre grade of all. They're getting a C. All right, they're just, they're just there. C for contending, coasting, contentment. Is that a word, contentment? I don't even know, but Alpha Romeo, you're getting a C. You're just coasting, and I kind of like it. Alpha Tauri, now, let's talk about you right now. You started poorly. Well, hold on. Bahrain, you gave me so much hope. Yuki Tsunoda, I'm looking back going, yep, this guy is the next best thing. Swearing like a pirate. It is so much fun watching him get angry on the radio. Now we've just come through Baku. Where Tsunoda's still swearing on the radio. It's probably not as funny anymore. Because um, he's starting to just piss people off. But what, hey, if you're a foreigner, what's the first thing you learn to do in that language? You learn the swear words. He's doing that. Uh, but yeah, they sort of had a bit of a roller coaster. They started well. And you know, they, the grades started slipping. And now they're sort of climbing back up. They had a great Baku. They had a pretty they had a pretty good Monaco as well. I'm gonna put them in a B plus. They're sitting at a B plus at the moment. Alpha Tauri. I like what you're doing. Keep if you keep this, you'll be up in the A's. You'll be getting that that and you're not you're not graduating with honors. You'll get in the A's. Oh, we're moving on. Our ping. Uh, grading time for Alpine. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, they are finishing higher than Alfa Romeo. They've scored more points, but do I think they're more consistent? Do I think that with the talent with the talent they have and with the equipment they're using that they deserve a higher grade? I mean, Alonso's all over the shop. Ocon's getting some form going, but I'm going to say C-. minus. They're, they're below Alpha. Yeah, controversial, I know, but hey, I'm the I'm the teacher, so back the fuck off. Alright, if you want to improve your grade, you sleep with me like everyone else did. Alright, just like Red Bull did. Wait until you see their grade. Next up, Aston Martin. Now, again, like like Alpha Tauri, they were horrendous. They have had patches where they've been horrendous. The the rake, low rake. High rake. Reiki, 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 rake. Um, yeah, it hasn't been great at all. They have really, really struggled. But then I, they've started getting some form of late. Now, I'm not sure if that's just a street circuit thing. A Monaco Baku 1-2. But um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm going to say C+. C plus there for Aston Martin. Now... No, no car so far has been outstanding or been falling behind. But now we're talking about the big boys. All right, this is all the way through. So that was the A's. A's are our mediocre. Alpha, Alpha, Alpine, Aston, our mediocres. Our sort of cruising. Nothing spectacular, nothing horrendous. Next up is Ferrari. Straight away. 
they just shocked the world. Bahrain coming in after what they did. What they did was they, they're sitting back. They're looking, I've got a few more years left in school. And I want the teachers to be really impressed with me. But they can only be impressed with me if I'm really horrible to begin with. So they've come in after 2020 where they've shat the bed. You know, they were down competing with Huss. You know, competing with Williams, competing with their sister teams, Alfa Romeo. Now, they've got some pace. They've got two awesome drivers. They're just looking really good right now, Ferrari. I'm going to give them an A-. Well done. Well done, Ferrari. A- minus because, again, have I fallen for the trap of Monaco and Baku back-to-back? They look really good. Probably. But let's see what happens. I actually think they'll do well in Austria as well. I don't think they'll do real well in France. But to be honest, I'm going to fall asleep halfway through that race, so it doesn't really matter anyway, does it? God, that race is so crap. Ugh. Honestly. If you can suggest any drinking games while watching it, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Probably listen to this podcast. Keep me awake, you know? Uh, best podcast on the market, so says my mum. Moving on. Haas. Yep. F. What the fuck are you doing, Haas? F the fuck out of here. Your car's rubbish. You're going backwards. I know it's the plan. It's just to get the experience into the kids. Get them getting the laps. Work on the car next year. But I tell you what, Bahrain comes around next year, Australia, whatever the first race is next year. Um, and you don't do well? <laughs> Professor Cooley is going to have to see you after class. We're going to have to get some, you know, extra tutoring. Because right now... F, your car is shit. One of your drivers is shit. Mick, I love you. Please, please, Mick, get out. Blink twice if you're being held against your will. Moving on, Mercedes. Okay, now this is going to be an interesting one. I think Mercedes have actually done quite well. They also had, with the rule change for the reg, uh, rake, sorry, the uh, low rake, high rake, rakey rakey. Um, now they also were affected by that along with Aston Martin. They look to be off the pace, but still doing really well. So both Bottas and Hamilton were finishing on the podiums at the start of the year, um, doing very, very nicely. And then it was the two street circuits. You know, the slow corners, you know, only having one straight. That's what hurt Mercedes out. But overall, I still think what's hurting them is really their pit crew and strategy. That's what's hurting them. So I'm going to give them... I mean, overall, it's been good. Do I give them a B plus or an A minus? You know, because right now, Hamilton's outperforming the car. Hamilton's always up there competing. It's just he hits the wrong button or the pit crew stuff him up. You know, four-second pit stop, then all of a sudden the overtake happens with Perez and Verstappen. So I've got to give Mercedes an A-. I'm being generous. I'm feeling very nice. Same as Ferrari. I mean, you can't fault Mercedes. If it was based off last year, they'd be down B, probably a B-, minus a B. But I'm going to still stick with them with an A-. minus. McLaren. I don't know. McLaren, I'm going to give a B. Just a solid B. Because again, they have this year, they have races where they look brilliant. Norris in Imola with that qualifying. 
setting the fastest qualifying P1, but then just went slightly wide. Track limits got him. Um, so I'm going to have to give him a B for that. Like, give him a B overall. That Last year, they were in P3. What are they this year? P3. You know, they're, they're looking good. They're, they're solid, but this is a quarter of the way through the season. This is the grading time. You know, this is where we see are you on track to continue? And right now, you know, we'll see halfway through the season. Mid-season break. We'll then grade again and we'll we'll see if you've improved. Because the circuit's coming up. You're using that Mercedes engine. The circuit's coming up. The triple header, I think, are going to be great for McLaren. I think they're going to get podiums at a couple of them. You know, don't surprise, don't be surprised if you see either Ricardo. Well, probably would be surprised if you see Ricardo. But Norris standing in that third spot on the podium in the next three races. Moving on, Red Bull, A. I'm not giving him an A plus because they've had a couple of errors where, you know, if Max didn't run wide in Bahrain, um, you know, he, he'd win that one. And then what was the other one? You know, stuffing up in Portimao, giving that one to Hamilton. I mean, it's just, and, and Spain as well. It's just a couple of little things. And because they're red, they're number two driver at Red Bull, Sergio Perez. He wasn't able to hang with the big boys. You know, it's only been until the last race that he's he's been up there doing his thing. So... Yeah, I, I'm giving him an A. They're not getting the A+. And last but not least, Williams. Oh my God, it hurts to say, but... D-. You're getting a D-. It's... Yeah, George Russell, you're out-qualifying your teammate, but you're out-qualifying your teammate. Not anyone else's, you know? Um, I've got to give you... Yeah, because the race pace has been bad. You put everything into qualifying, but what's the point of qualifying up there if you just get overtaken in the first lap? So I'm going to give you a D minus. So there's your grades for the team. Look, what do you think? Head over to the socials at Parking by Fairbay, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know. Let me know. Be happy to have a chat to you about that. Now, look, we're coming up to a triple header. Yes, the first race is France. But what have the French really given us anyway? Other than Cheese, Frog, Legs, Pierre, Gasly, Coco, Chanel, Joan of Arc, Napoleon, Marie Antoinette, the Moulin Rouge, Wine, the Tour de France. But we are now facing our toughest challenge of the next month. Now just make it through this weekend and Bliss will be on the other side. Austria, two time back to back in Austria. I'm looking forward to it, it should be good. But, yeah, this uh, uh, John Luke Ricard circuit. What, what actually is it? Paul Ricard circuit with the blue crowd. Oh, my God. It does my head in. But look. We're soon going to be through it. We're soon going to be through it. And to make sure we're still happy, let's let's have a, let's have a little song. Lando Norris, can you please sing us a song? Take it away. And radio check. It's Friday the... Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday then! Saturday, Sunday, what? Yeah, it's okay. Well, that's it. Another show done and dusted. We had the grades for all the team. Quarter season grading. 
is in sale. They track throughout the year as well as our little Valtteri Bottas rumor mill. So, if you got any thoughts and opinions on either of those, send them through to me. Slide into the DMs like your Mazepin sliding off the track. And I'll be standing there, arms wide open, making sure you don't crash. Slide in, holding you tight, whispering sweet nothings into your ear. But yeah, head on over to the socials at Parker Do My Family, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to support the channel over at the Patreon page, link in the description as well. Missed any episodes, parkerdomyfamily.com. They're all sitting there. Better yet, subscribe on your podcast listening device because uh, that just makes me happy. That one's just for me. Just I see the numbers go up and it just, I'm a, I'm a little happy boy. Do you want to make me a happy boy? Yeah, you want to make me a happy boy. I'll try to do less Harry Potter references in the next episode. Can't promise anything, though. But as always, my lovely jubblies, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.